Any illness that requires a hospital visit can be scary, let alone if you have questions, are in disagreement, or just plain don't understand what your physician, other members of your care team, or even your family are telling you. It would be nice if there was someone else to help navigate the rough terrain. Well, thankfully, Novant Health has a team who can help, and they are here today to share more. Welcome, Deb Love of Novant Health. Well, thank you. I am um, really grateful for this opportunity to talk about what we call our shared decision-making service. Because um, our goal is to do just what you said, is to try and help the healthcare team and our patients and their loved ones get on the same page about what's best for the patient. Um, that, that sounds like it should be easy, but it's not necessarily easy. Of course not. <laughs> uh, you know, healthcare can be complex. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and each person comes to it with a different perspective on what's important to them. What's important to me may be different than what's important to you. What's important to me may be different than what's important to my husband. And so we have to try and sort through what, what matters to each patient mm -hmm. about their health care. Um, I, I sort of thought I might offer an example. That's, That's great. Okay. So um, we got a shared decision-making console that was called by a physician. And she was pretty distraught because she had a patient who wasn't accepting her treatment recommendation. And she really felt like he was putting his life in jeopardy. And she was actually concerned about whether he really had the capacity to make his own decisions because what he was asking sounded so contrary to what she thought was in his best interest. And so I, I came in and I started to you know, understand the case and talk to her and found out what had happened. So he has COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, yeah, affects the lungs. And he had what we called aspirated. He had taken something into his windpipe that should have gone down his um, esophagus you know, and so he developed pneumonia. It was pretty serious pneumonia. And he was in the ICU and he had had a breathing tube. And he was now coming off that breathing tube and looking forward to eating. And the thing that he wanted most was his coffee, his morning coffee. And she had said, he can't, he can't have coffee. He can't have thin liquids like this because there's this big risk that he'll aspirate again and he'll be back in the hospital with another pneumonia. He needs to eat thick liquids. Well, he was having none of that. <laughs> he wanted his coffee and he was really giving the nurse a hard time about that. So I then went to see the patient and his wife was in the room at the time, which was great. And I could tell there was a little edge, so I kind of came in and said, hey, I hear you're giving the nurse a hard time here. And he said, yeah, I just want my coffee. Mm -hmm. I said, well, let's get to that in a minute. And before we do that, I'd like to get to know you a little bit better as a person. So tell me, what, what did you do before you got sick? He said, well, I was a truck driver my whole life. I said, well, short haul or long haul? And he <laughs> said, medium haul. 
I said, okay. And then he launched into his coffee and uh -huh. how important how it was to him. He said, you know, I used to drink thermos after thermos of coffee every day. I've cut way back. I've cut way back, but that's an important part. That's important to me. I want my, I just want my coffee. And I said, okay, so what has the doctor told you about drinking coffee? What's, what's the risk of that? He said, well, I know I might, I might get another one of these pneumonia things and I'd be back in the hospital again. Okay, sounds like you understand that risk. He said, I've been a risk taker my whole life. I knew I wasn't supposed to smoke. I smoked anyway. I knew if I smoked, I might get lung cancer. I might get this lung disease. But not everybody who smokes gets that. So I was willing to give it a try and roll the dice. And he said, it, it's not 100% that if I drink my coffee, I'll get back here. So I just want my coffee. So I said, OK. We can make that happen. So I mean, this was not a super complex case, but it was really, really important to this patient. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing to emphasize here, Brandy, is that everybody was doing the best that they could in this case. Mm -hmm. Nobody was doing anything wrong. Um, many hospital systems will call this service that we call shared decision making. They'll call it their ethics service. And we got feedback from people that said, well, we want to get on the same page, but we don't really want to call an ethics consult because that makes it sound like somebody's doing something unethical. So I think it's important to know in this case they were doing the, the right thing. The physician was doing what she thought was absolutely best for her patient. And she, her quality gets measured on whether he gets readmitted or not. But that wasn't how he defined quality. He defined quality by quality of his life. Mm -hmm. And quality of his life meant that he got to drink his morning coffee, which seemed to him like a pretty simple thing. Right. And he has the right to make that decision. He has the right to refuse medical treatment. My concern as an ethics person coming into a shared decision-making setting is that he understands the risks of that, mm -hmm. that he fully appreciates that. And if he does, then I can support him in, in his decision-making. Deb, that was a great example. And you know, a couple of things stood out to me. I have a lot of questions. Okay. Um, I think it was really interesting in the beginning when you shared that it was the physician that mm -hmm. actually initiated um, your consultation, and so I think that speaks volumes about the culture at yes. Novant Health. Sure. And I'm imagining that you didn't just walk into this role and the culture was as evolved as it is. So can yeah. you tell us a little bit about sort of the behind the scenes work that you and your team have put into this um, particular service for patients and how yeah. we got to this point at Novant Health? Thank you. Well, I've been here a little over five years, and I think it, it has been a journey because um, we do want people to understand we're not the ethics police. We want the physicians, the nurses, the members of the medical team to see that we're there to help. We want to help um, mediate difficult situations. The situation I gave you was a, a really pretty... Um, easy one as situations go, probably the most frequent calls we get are from physicians when they're concerned 
it's typically a situation closer to end of life, and they're concerned that the treatment that they're providing is really causing more suffering than it is benefit. And the family is really holding on mm -hmm. and you know, wanting to make sure that, that they've done everything that they can mm -hmm. to, to keep their loved one alive or keep them with them. Um, so those are difficult conversations, you know, because those are deeply rooted in, in people's values, their belief about what's a life worth living. Um, sometimes families don't agree. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? So one family member may have a really different view than another about what mom had said that she mm -hmm. wanted. And, and so these can be really tough situations. So we have worked very hard to build trust with our medical team so that they know that we're coming in there to help move things forward and make sure that we can all be at peace about the decisions. Um, we're not coming in to, to shake our finger and tell them they did something wrong. Right. We also want our patients and our families to feel that they can call us as well. And I think that's an area where we need to do some more education and, and just some more awareness. So that's why I'm really excited about this opportunity. It's really good to know that there's someone available to help ensure you get the care you want and expect. Doctors have a hard job and sometimes their clinical expertise just doesn't match up with an individual's lifestyle. Thankfully, Novant Health has created a culture that appreciates and honors our patients' preferences with a team of skilled professionals that can help navigate rocky terrain when it comes to making the best decision for our health care. For more information about shared decision making at Novant Health, log on to www.novanthealth.org slash patients and visitors and click on the shared decision making service. For more Patients as Partners podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Brandi Edwards, and I thank you for listening.